0: Hello, and welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand, where we talk to real people who have overcome real challenges and are making our world better because of it. They have taken life's lemons and are making lemonade. Thank you for joining me. Hi, Ramona. Welcome to Heidi's Lemonade Stand. I'm so looking forward to getting to know you and hearing your story. So start out by telling me just a couple of little things about yourself first.
1: Hello Heidi, it's really nice that I'm here today. I'm a very impulsive but fighting person, but with a big heart. I'm emotional and um I love being that way. I love things that touch my soul. Romantic films, heartbreaking songs, books touching life stories of people. I love this. I'm totally in love with love. This is a very big secret of mine. (laughs) I really enjoy food. Um, I I love food and I love chocolates. I really do love everything that touches my senses. But I also have a very extreme personality. Um, For example, I don't feel joy. But euphoria, no sadness, but deepest sadness it's always the extreme form of everything i feel and i believe that um, this is a really valuable quality of mine but also a very stressful and incredibly tiring once in a while (laughs)
0: yes It's exhausting to be one extreme oh, or yes. the other, right? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, so not even for the others, for myself as well. Right. <laughs> That's
0: true. <laughs> That's true. People around you are like, "Wow. <laughs> what <weird laughs> is she going to be in today?" That's awesome. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that about you. Um and your accent, I love this. This is so fun <laughs> to interview someone so far away cuz I'm in the USA and where are you at? I'm from Germany. That's so, awesome. um yes very far away. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like nighttime to you and daytime. First thing in the morning for me.
1: Yes. The day was incredibly good. Good. And I was really
0: looking forward to this. Good. Me too. (laughs) Well, you got to take me back. I need to hear more from you. And what's your lemon to lemonade story? What happened to you? And what are you doing now?
1: Yes. What I told you before, I wasn't so that way all the time. Actually, I was always in a fighting position away from any deep feelings or any emotions. I could feel this really good in the past. All of this changed with strokes of fate. They changed my life extremely. So yeah, this is my eliminate story. <laughs> it was, it started back then in 2014 when my closest and very best friend died completely unexpectedly of a heart attack at the age of only 39 oh and at that time i was in the final stage of um, my pregnancy and this broke my heart completely but i had no time to mourn because about three months later um i gave birth to my daughter and um she needed me and i tried to be there for her but It was a joy, but at the same time, very stressful time because, as during the first three months of her lifetime, it was discovered that um, she was not developing properly. Ultimately, she received a very fatal diagnosis. Um, It's called Canavan's disease. And this is a very rare disease that causes a lot of suffering and also shortens life. And this was a shock moment for us as a family. And during Sophie, this was her name, Sophie. During her lifetime, I became pregnant again with my second daughter. But unfortunately, she also brought her own fate into this world. She died only four hours after her birth My older daughter died at the age of about two years. My youngest, four hours after birth. So yes, you have two daughters and have none, you know. It was a very hard time for me. And I accompanied both of my daughters to their death. They both died in my arms. My best friend, my very best friend died in 2014 my younger daughter in 2015 and my oldest daughter in 2016. And from then on, my life was accompanied by just pain, sadness, lifelessness. I no longer had the will to live any further. I had no will anymore for life. And this pain became stronger and more unbearable for me every day. And I perished with just this pain of, of sadness and loneliness and deep longing. I just wanted to leave this world to to get to them. And my downward spiral um, became increasingly unbearable and I didn't know what to do next. I had to make a decision, I knew that because um, this deep pain was the reason that I definitely need to make a decision, I I couldn't be. be that anymore. it was too hard for me but I needed to decide against or for this life. shall I go and leave everyone here behind and go to everyone I lost or shall I just start from scratch and need to find a way here and this is what I decided. So that's the reason that I am here to 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 have this podcast episode with you. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today. Right. But it was a very hard decision for me because um, if you don't have a will to live anymore, it's very hard to decide, okay, I just try that again. Yeah. <laughs> and that was really hard for me. And so I knew um, I wouldn't be able to do that by myself. And I need support. And I tried several offers of support, but none helped me. No psychologists. Pastors, um, friends or family, no no one could help me the way I needed help. But I only had two wishes, only two. First, to finally get rid of this unbearable deep pain. And second, remember my loved ones with love, gratitude, and appreciation. These were the only two things were which were really, really important to me when I was in this spiral. And the other thing was better today as tomorrow. (laughs) So as fast as possible. And I knew when there's no one who can help me, then I need to help myself. And this is what I did. So I started helping myself. I read hundreds of books, I studied sub areas of psychology, especially thoughts and memories, completed training as a grief therapist, Completed child and youth grief counseling and psychological counselor. So I did a lot of trainings um, over the years. And all of this only to understand what's going on with me. <laughs> so at a certain point, I no longer understood what's going on with me. And I it was totally weird for me. You think you know yourself, but you don't. And I needed to understand what's going on with me. Because I was so overwhelmed by myself, just like everyone else was overwhelmed by me. No one had a a good perspective how to deal with me. So am I. Therefore, I needed to understand what's going on and what can I do. And over the time, impulses came up, like um, intuition suddenly awakened. I haven't felt that before, never ever. I had no strength to fight against because this was weird for me. And normally I fight against everything which I um, can't um, find a way to go along with, but I had no strength to to do so. And I um, just allowed it to, whatever was happening with me, just do it. (laughs) was the easier way for me just to accept what's going on now and to analyze um, how can that help me and i started to work imaginatively and meditatively i began to learn how to direct my thoughts realign my mindset um, i needed to understand this psychological connections and how to use them for my own for my own benefit and for my own healing um this analysis was very important for me that I knew, okay, what's going on with me? And what can I do out of it? How can I use this to overcome my grief? And I developed countless of tools with which I managed to overcome my personal grief completely within only four months, only four months. And people always ask me, how can you even overcome grief completely? That's not possible at all. (laughs) It's only how do you define it. And I can tell you what overcoming grief completely means for me. Successfully coping with grief means for me that when I no longer feel pain, no longer feel deep, painful longing and can build up and live loving memories. To build a new relationship with the deceased on a different level, of course, because they they are not alive anymore. And so at least on a physical basis, but on a mental. Likewise for me, successful coping with grief involves awakening a new meaning in life and being able to, to feel joy again. To be ready to take the next step towards life and embrace whatever may come. And this is exactly what I did. And this is what I achieved in my grief journey um, within this short period of time. But what happened then? Um, I went back to, to work as nothing happened. With everything that happened, I, I just go went back to work. <laughs> and this was so funny because my husband couldn't believe that. He asked me if I was serious, after everything that happened, you just go back to work. And my answer was, of course. (laughs) However, he realized something that I didn't understand at that time. That I have a gift for processing grief in a targeted manner and in the shortest possible time and that I could be of a wonderful service for others. I wasn't sure at that time if I would ever be able to support people in their careering process. But one day I heard this inner calling. that It was destined for me. That's what I had, what I have to do. This is my way. Five years ago, I started my business and um, successfully showed people since then how to process their grief in a really targeted and short manner, in a very sustainable, successful way, in a very short period of time, I show them exactly how to benefit what I benefited at, the, at that time. And this, this job as a, as a grief therapist became my calling my just my passion. This is what I do from the bottom of my heart deep inside my soul i can't imagine anything else to do as a job Um, and for me it's supporting people is the most wonderful job i can imagine for myself being able to experience the process of starting into a new life and from the deepest pain so this process from the deepest pain to to a life worth living It's amazing. This this feeling is priceless for me. It's absolutely amazing.
0: Is it ever overwhelming when people come to you in such deep grief? I think it would. I mean, you've been there. So I think that helps because you can relate to them. But if they're just feeling like I can't get over this, like they're just already deciding, like, I can't live with this anymore. I can't get over it. Mm -hmm. What can you tell people? What do you do with that? So I have a method with which I work
1: with them, and I know they can do it. So I'm convinced that everyone has a gift inside, which you just have to activate. But they only don't know how and where it is. And I'm here to show them: look, we can do this to go there. And how to go to their how to get to their own impulses, to their how to connect to the inner intuition and i know and i think this is what helps a lot i'm convinced that it works (laughs) i know that it works because everyone is able to overcome challenges i know this so so people believe me It's okay, just yeah. they believe me because I'm really convinced of this and I have this experience of yes. hundreds of people I accompanied in their grieving process over the years now so I know what's possible and this is what I gave I, I gave all of my heart all of my soul in each session because I know they are able to even if they don't believe in their in, in themselves I know they can and I'm there to show them how
0: okay And that's what I get from you is, is you have been there. And I think that's what I love about lemon to lemonade stories is it's people who have overcome something and now they're helping others. You know, that's the lemonade is passing that around to other people. And you could have sat in that grief and you could still be, and it it hurts my heart to hear your story. Like nobody, nobody would want to endure what you've been through. And the fact that you have, and that you are smiling and that you are helping others. (laughs) I love
1: this. Yes. Because and, and that's the point. I know how it feels to suffer. Yeah. And I don't want to get to this point again. Never ever. And I don't want people to get to this point. I want them out of this situation. This is so important. And I know they are able even if they don't believe in themselves. But I know they can. And it's the perfect thing for me to to start from a very deep point and to get to the highest level you can imagine and I just get goosebumps (laughs) it's just I love this so much because I know I just know it
0: but the fact that you have such a gift to relate with people in their deepest pain and that you can give them that hope that there's something more and that they Mm -hmm. can live again and they can be okay because we don't think we can ever be really whole again or we're never the same but we can be different and still live
1: yes right we can be different and the good point is that it's not that i tell them you need to do this or that it's just coming out of themselves Mm -hmm. i i just show them how they find their own way because it's not necessary to just it's it's like you read a book and um and you know exactly what to do. It's just I show them how to connect to themselves so that they are able to find their own way out. So it's and and this is what is what is the best thing of it because it's their inner strength. It's not me. It's yeah. it's their so their gift. They yeah. don't know that they have them that they have it, but I know it. This inner strength, with which is incredibly great if you just can connect to it. Mm. So it's always worth working with this grief feelings. It's really worth it. You have to remember that that will not be your own, the only challenge you have to go through. Mm. The life can be hard. And the next challenges are just standing in front of the next door. And if you just accept your challenges, And go forward. Work with your feelings and overcome this. It's really worth it. So so it's so necessary to feel joy again. How is life without joy? It's not worth it. I never felt passion in my life. I only feel it since I did my grieving process. And this is worth it. This is the reason why I'm here. Right, I'm still here. It's worth it to just take the next step to do something for themselves because we all are special. We all have our own gifts and we are allowed to live it. We just need to go the next step.
0: Hmm. So just do it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I know we just get stuck with grief. You know, that's typical, that's human. It's just we're stuck. Yeah. We think absolutely. we're just gonna have to carry this pain the rest of our life. And that's our only option. And you're saying you don't.
1: You don't have to. You really don't have to. I don't carry this pain anymore. So I stopped carrying this pain five years ago. And I love the memory. I live the memory. I love and I live the memory. I don't want a memory that kills me inside. Mm -hmm. I want a loving memory that keeps me alive. I can't bear. I don't want to (laughs) bear. pain anymore. I don't want this. And there is another way out. And you can really complete overcome grief if you just give yourself the chance to do it. Everyone has its its own time and its own process. And this is important. And this is what we all can respect. But everyone has the chance to just achieve it. And I'm convinced that it's possible for everyone. If you are aware of it, And be able to get the next step.
0: Yeah, I think all of us struggle with grief. We all have loss, you know, whether it's loss of, of even a, a future, plans, or you know, a relationship, or or the death. Like it's all loss, and there's that grief. And and I love what you're what you're teaching about this. It really gives me good things to think about. Instead of focusing on the pain, you know, we can focus on the positive parts of it and. Good memories, you know, I think we feel that survivor's guilt or you know all these different things that we have to deal with 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 grief and pain,
1: yes, exactly. But not only on a mental basis, we can transform it. I learned to transform pain into love.
0: There are people <laughs> who need this. So thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for being a voice. Thank you for learning what you did so that you can teach the rest of us and be that guide for us to get out of grief because it is it's not a fun it's not a fun place to be and some people are in it for years and years and a lifetime and i just love this hope that there's something past the grief so thank you
1: you're welcome (laughs) i love
0: doing this you're still here well then enjoy this little outtake from that interview Wow, you just, I, I'm, it's the anniversary of my dad's death, this, the, a couple of days ago. So it's just, uh, I think it's just really fresh right now with grief, um, you know? Just, I, I read it.
1: Yeah. I read it in the story of you. So, so sorry it's hard for you.
0: yeah. I don't feel that pain, like you said, anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that pain went away kind of early on. I don't know an exact date or, or month or time, but mm-hmm. I think as I found the purpose in it, You know, and just helping other people. I didn't want anybody else to feel like suicide was the answer. And so as Mm -hmm. I was busy, you know, checking on everyone and reaching out to people and serving and loving and embracing people wherever they're at, I just felt like I was kind of getting past that pain of the loss Mm -hmm. and finding the purpose in helping others. It's hard.
1: It's hard. Yes. really hard. Finding a purpose is a good way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's still... I think people hang on to grief because they think it's honoring their loved one. I really feel that, you know, that we think if, if I'm sad, it shows them how much I love them.
1: And this is so wrong. (laughs) And this is so really, really so wrong. It's, but I know they need this connection, but this connection is not necessary. They just need to know that it's not necessary. Right. Yeah. So I understand them. It's maybe it's the first time for these people. And they have no idea what's possible. So it's absolutely okay that they should think about that. But if they are open for new perspectives and just try something new, you don't have you will not
0: lose anything. That's amazing. I love that. I've learned that through through yeah. my life as well, that 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 pain and and hanging on to the the sadness and the anger and the suffering doesn't serve our loved ones at all. And I always <laughs> imagine if I was the loved one who died. And my kids were left on Earth, and I could somehow see them. Would I want them hysterical and crying and living small and laying in bed all day? You know, I'd be like, "No, you, know, you need to live your life." You know, and so I imagine that now. You know, when a loved one passes, I imagine them like going, "Go live your life. This is so awesome. You have a little bit of time left. We'll see each other soon. Be happy. I'm free. I'm healthy. I'm safe. I'm." Whole. And I imagine that now, and it helps with the suffering a little bit better.
1: Absolutely. And you are still here
0: for any reason. You got to still live your life. You got stuff to do. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And your loved one would be so proud. They're cheering you on. They're like, yes, get up, out of bed, go do, go live, go be. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. So true. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today. This has been lovely. So I appreciate you very much.
1: Thank you very much that that I can be here today. (laughs) So happy and I I loved it. Thank Thank you you. for this opportunity.
0: Thank you. You brought a lot of light and hope to my life. So I'm sure you did that for others as well. And I just appreciate you sharing that. So thank thank you. you. (laughs) It's awesome. I have enjoyed spending this time with you. You might have a friend struggling with the same thing that we talked about in this episode that might enjoy listening to this too. So please share this episode because no one is alone at the lemonade stand.